This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, looks like the, the Taz jinx is alive and well, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped aboard the the Tampa Bay Rays bandwagon for the World Series. And last night, the Los Angeles Dodgers took them down, winning the 2020 COVID World Series of Baseball. Although many people saying that it's, uh, well, not Dodgers fans, but fans of every other team saying it's an illegitimate championship because of COVID. Of course. Wouldn't you say out of all the sports that have been played this year, all the championships that have been given out, baseball is probably the most legitimate? Um, why do you say that? They, Because baseball was played through the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Right? so their schedule it, wasn't too crazy different. When it usually is played, the World Series was played around the same time. Yeah, Sure, there weren't as many games. There wasn't the opportunity for some teams to start the season slow and and make a charge later on, but uh, out of all the sports, the one that was most true to a regular season, I think, would be baseball. Yeah, definitely much less games, but there's too many games anyway. (laughs) (laughs) How many World Series games did you watch? I watched one. Yeah? Yeah. I was keeping track, but I was trying. Maybe that's the problem. I didn't support my Tampa Bay Rays enough. (laughs) And by watched one, I mean it was on at the bar. Yeah, right. Uh, Here is the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, presenting the trophy. 2020 is going to be remembered as a baseball season like no other. Our clubs, and especially our players, were presented with an array of unique challenges. The Los Angeles (laughs) Dodgers met every one of those challenges bravely. This is truly a team of champions. Mark, it's my distinct pleasure to present to you the Commissioner's Trophy as a symbol of your 2020 World Series victory. What are you laughing at? All the booing. Yeah. Uh, and that's either the fans upset or that uh, stadium uh, sound effects guy is crushing it. <laughs> no, there were some fans okay. in attendance. Yeah. It's the guy. He's got the the the, the hot key of the booze. Boo. <laughs> Diet race fan. Boo, boo. Commissioners are not popular, eh? They're getting booed all the time. That they was, they that almost was, have to be. That was almost Gary Bettman level booze. Yeah, yeah. I think people like Adam Silver apparently, but like that's almost their job to be the skate scapegoat for everything. So Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, he was talking a little later in the evening, and people are speculating that maybe he was drunk. Let's listen to this audio and judge for ourselves. Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize your great play with the Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented by Chevrolet. What the? He sounded fine a couple minutes earlier when he was giving the trophy out. No, no joke. It almost sounds like he like a sign of a stroke. Because yeah, like he's, he's slurring st- a yeah, bit. Yeah, that's like that's Slowed crazy. Down. As someone who has has worked with uh, with microphones and headphones, what could be happening is when you're you you've uh, mm. you've made announcement at hockey games and baseball games, you can kind of hear yourself coming back. 
Yes. On the speakers, and it can throw you off really easily if you're not used to it because you start listening to what you have just said. You might be right. You know what I mean? Though, yeah, that Jim? might be it. Yeah, it's like that second delay. It, it, you would never, you would never know unless you experienced it. But it completely throws you off. Yeah, you hear yourself what you said a split second beforehand. It starts getting very confusing. I find it hard to believe that he was able to get that hammered <laughs> in the span of seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it doesn't even sound necessarily drunk. It's like he's he's just tripping over himself. Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. <laughs> you led the Dodgers to World Series <laughs> the victory. The Congratulations <laughs> to the Dodgers. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he was boozing. Maybe he just got... Just got over the cusp at that moment. We hope right it's before. not a stroke. Let's no, put that no, out there. Definitely we, hope, not. we hope that his, his health is okay. We're fine if he had a little sip out of the flask. Sure. Because he's feeling the nerves, and but we, we do not wish uh, the commissioner of Major League Baseball any ill will. Uh, how about this? What a... Uh, what a night. What a bittersweet night for Justin Turner, the Dodgers' third baseman. He was removed in the eighth inning of the game because his COVID-19 test came back, and it was positive. What? Yeah. The lab was reviewing the test results during the game, and as soon as they noticed the positive test, they alerted Major League Baseball. The Dodgers pulled him off. He, uh, he was out of the game, but he did return after the the trophy was won. Hugging people or did, what? No, he had a mask on no. and he took some pictures with his mask on so just he, so he could be in the picture. But he was positive. He was positive and he went back. I guess at this point they figure, hey, we've we've won already. We got <laughs> we got some time to to get over it if we all catch COVID now. Yeah. Uncle quarantine in Hawaii. And L.A., I was all excited about uh, Tampa having this possibility, but now it looks like L.A. could win three championships in the COVID-19 era. The Lakers won the NBA title earlier this month, Mm -hmm. and now the Dodgers have the World Series. And then now it's up to the Rams. Go for it, guys. You can do it. No pressure. (laughs) Congratulations again to the Dodgers. (laughs) You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory. Sam Roberts Band, the song is called Ascension, the new album, All of Us, available now. Jim, you had a chance to talk to Sam Roberts over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Cool guy. Funny dude. Like, uh, just it seems like a genuinely nice guy. We started talking about a bunch of things. One of the things was his face was on Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, during the playoffs. And he was like, hey, guys, we're all in this together. Thanks to all the hockey players, you know, entertaining us during these tough times. So I asked him what it's like to have you know, his music on Hockey Night in Canada. There's been a lot of Sam Roberts songs played on Hockey Night in Canada over the years. Do they tell you when that's going to happen? Are you just randomly watching and be like, hey, that's me. That that happened a couple of times this playoff run. I I heard, you know, because I, I love the montage. I love getting psyched up for the game beforehand. Yeah. And uh, so I love the sort of montage of the best hits and the goals and the whole thing. And all of a sudden I'll be like, wait a second. But it always takes, you know, 10, 15 seconds for me to actually recognize one of our own songs. Cause you're sort of, it's so it feels so out of context. And then, uh, uh, yeah, my son, Ben is usually jumping up and down on the couch screaming that this is one of my songs. And then, you know, he tells oh, all his school so cool. friends. So yeah, it's, uh, it's still a great feeling. I think if you grew up watching hockey night in Canada, 
you know, every Saturday night for your entire life to have one of your songs uh, feature on it. Uh, yeah, I, I could never possibly get tired of that. I always thought that they would have told the artist beforehand, Jim. Yeah, that maybe they'd get a royalty check or something like that, or at least say, hey, you got to you know, be watching and, and see it. No, it's a hmm. complete surprise. That's cool. I, and we ended up talking about hockey more than I expected to. He grew up in Quebec, so I was wondering you know, which team he cheered for. Were you a Habs guy or a Nordiques guy growing up? Uh, definitely a Habs guy. Uh, the Nordiques... It was almost like an R-rated game uh, when you were watching the Habs versus the Nordiques in the 1980s. My parents wouldn't let us watch most of the time <laughs> because there were so many brawls between the teams that it you know, they just thought it was a level of violence that no young child should be witness to. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I know it, it, was, it was, you know, it, you, you, you could never imagine seeing that in hockey these days, what we used to watch on, a, on an almost daily basis. Uh, but definitely there was no no love lost between those two teams. So I was firmly a Habs fan. Yeah, he's a Montreal guy. You can't live in Montreal and cheer for the Nordiques. Sure, but how many how many people who are, live around Toronto cheer for the Habs? You know, it just kind of depends Yeah, sometimes, sometimes right? Sometimes you want to be different. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Jim talking to Sam Roberts over Zoom. Also, everybody's been picking up new hobbies these days, like baking bread or painting or whatever during quarantine. So I asked him if he's uh, got any new hobbies. In your new song, Ascension, there's a line, you're never too old to try, mm -hmm. which I love too. This is such great advice. Is there something new that you tried while you kind of had maybe a little more time on your hands? Yeah, I tried. Uh, I had a... <laughs> I had a fledgling uh, furniture restoration business called Robert's Restoration. Uh, it lasted for about a month. I didn't sell anything, but basically I went around our neighborhood and, you know, in the springtime, people just throw stuff away. So I was taking, and I'm, I have to be quite clear. I'm, I've never been somebody, you know, I've never been good at repairing things or fixing things. And next thing you know, I'm stripping chairs down and varnishing like clumpy varnish everywhere and bad paint jobs. And, <laughs> but that kept me busy for, uh, for about, yeah, about a month. And then I started in another little fledgling business called driveway dogs, where I got my little hibachi barbecue out and grilled hot dogs and handed them out <laughs> to whoever was coming by. Mainly, mainly it was just the neighborhood kids, you know, but, uh, <laughs> So I've tried a, tried a couple of different side projects here, but I, I kind of realized that music was the only thing that I'm capable of doing. <laughs> I guess with all the venues shut down, you can't have concerts. you got to find a way to stay busy as a musician. Hot dogs and woodworking. Driveway hot dogs. You've always wanted to do woodworking as a hobby, Jim. Totally, totally. It's on the to-do list. Build your own furniture. Yeah, hopefully it goes a little smoother than Sam's effort. You can go to uh, Sam Roberts' website, order the vinyl, the the LP version of the new the, the new album. It's called All of Us, and it's twenty four ninety nine for the vinyl. If you get the autographed version, twenty seven ninety nine. Does that not seem like a great deal? <laughs> Sam Roberts' autographs only worth three extra bucks. <laughs> totally worth it. And I'm sure he'll even throw in a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All of Us, new from the Sam Roberts band, available now. Digital, vinyl, CD, however you want to listen to it. And if you want to watch the entire uh, interview that Jim had, the Zoom call with Sam Roberts, you can find it on our Facebook page.
It's Taz and Jim, 751 Wednesday, October 28th, 2020, coming up to Halloween this weekend. And I, I think we got enough ghost stories to take us right through the rest of the week here, Jim. Some decent ones. Love it. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue with the ghost stories. Let's take one more call here. Mandy, go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. My mom, she lives in Kitchener in an uh, old uh, uh, school building that was converted into apartments. Uh-huh. And she took a, while they were uh, redoing it, she went to the old part and took a, a voice recorder with her, had it in her pocket. Sorry, she's trying to breathe here. And she said she didn't hear anything, but when she went back to her apartment and played it over, um, she said she heard three loud bangs going bang, bang, bang. Way to go, Joanne. Who's is your mom's name, Joanne? Yes. She still has the recording. <laughs> Send it to us. Oh we need my to God, hear it. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll ask her. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, this is the problem. Uh, everyone has these <laughs> stories, but nobody has any evidence. So if Joanne is sitting on some hard ghost evidence, we my, need to my, hear it. My uncle does as well, mind you. I shoot. I have the CD. I'll have to figure out how to play it. But he was also working on um, uh, a building, an old building that they were renovating into um, a long-term care facility. Yep. And he did the same thing. He actually wrote a book uh, about it. <laughs> and, well, you come from a long line of ghost hunters, it sounds like. <laughs> He, he's not um, a man who's very afraid of anything, but he said he was scared uh, pretty much to go to work every day. Wow. So he, he, has, he has a book out, and you can see, like, ghost figures, and he had a CD with it as well that has a bunch of ghosts talking and whatnot. Send it in. We need to hear it. Okay, I will try to send that into you. We have a CD player here at the radio station, so we can make it happen. Okay. How exciting is this, Jim? We may have some real live, well, not live, mm-hmm. some real ghost talking on the air by the end of the week. Yeah, and, and you could also just put it in the CD player, take a video of the CD playing, send us the video over email. It might be just as easy. Right? How yeah. I, I want to get Audio this recording. Sure. We need an audio recording of that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, whatever's easiest. Way to go, Joanne. <laughs> Take it easy, ghosts. You know, I'm just going for a little walk here. I didn't mean to trip over anything. Smooth move, Joanne. Whoa, just knock over a chalk brush, will ya? We got to get the spooky music going. <laughs> there we go. Dar is on the phone. Can you hear us, Dar? Yeah. You had a uh, little run-in with the paranormal, did you? Yes. Um, I, I've been in my apartment for quite a few years and, uh, I was lucky to get my apartment and it ended up, I ended up getting the apartment that my mom's best friend lived in. Okay. Um, so my mom's been gone for like 15 years and when my mom passed away, before she passed away, she, um, collapsed in the laundry room in her apartment. So is this the same building that your mom lived in? No, not the same building. My mom's best friend. Right. So I move in here, and every time I go down the stairs to go to work, like early, early in the morning, um, 
I can hear the laundry machine click, like, you know, you're putting money into it. Uh-huh. And I'll go out the door and I'll walk past the window of the laundry room and there's no one in the laundry room. <laughs> it happens all the time, but I just get a chuckle out of it because I find dimes in the laundry room all the time. And you know what? I think it's just my mom saying, hey, I'm here. I'm watching over you. It would be nice if she was doing your laundry still. <laughs> Yeah, would be nice. <laughs> you come home from work and ghost mom's done all your chores? Exactly. Thank you for everyone uh, who was sending us ghost stories this morning. We'll have some more ghost stories tomorrow. Even better, people, Jim, after, uh, after we asked that woman to send in the audio recording, she said her mother had of some actual ghosts. People have started us sending their their recordings of what they believe to be paranormal phenomenon so we will have some uh, some ghost audio tomorrow on the show just give us some time to go through it check it out here and uh if you don't believe this if this doesn't convince you nothing will <laughs> i can't wait to hear it because yeah if there was definitive proof we've probably already heard it because it'd be on the internet right now and you watch all those shows like the ghost hunting shows and they're always like did you hear that Let's play the tape back. And it's never anything that sounds clear enough to make you truly believe it's a ghost. So mm -hmm. if we, we may be sitting on something, finally, that is the definitive evidence you've been looking for that the paranormal exists. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> exciting time to be alive. <laughs> hey, how's this for scary? Guys walking uh, down the street, sidewalk in New York City stops. At a bus stop, he's just standing there waiting for the bus. The ground opens up and swallows him. What? Yeah, a sinkhole in New York. Oh, my God. Swallowed a guy up. He was, uh, he was down underground, and it was not a fun experience for him. Here is his mother talking about what he endured while he was at the bottom of the sinkhole. He's traumatized. He said he went straight down, and he was just falling, falling. But the debris was falling and hitting him in the head. So he's like, Mom, the rats down there were ridiculous. Like he was like, they were so big and he was scared to yell out because he thought that they were going to go in his mouth. He's alive. Thank God. <laughs> oh, so many rats, he was afraid to open his mouth because he thought rats might crawl into, into his mouth. I, I like how things just got progressively worse for this guy. Sinkhole swallows him. Check. He falls, you know, multiple feet into the ground. 15 feet. 15 feet into the ground. Boulders and rubble start hitting him in the face. Rats come out. And then oh, he can't scream nice. because they're going to go in his mouth. Yeah, he can't yell for help because he doesn't want... Uh, a rat to burrow down his esophagus. Oh my God, man. <laughs> I wonder how many rats are underground in New York. There must be so many. Yeah, well, I wonder how many rats are underground in Hamilton and London. I saw one under my buddy's hot tub. So there's one. Okay. Just massive. Did, I, you, I, did you tag and release so we <laughs> can keep track of them? No, I let it crawl in my mouth. Isn't it crazy how big rats are? They're tails. Yeah. So gross. 
I can remember growing up, we had a ravine near our house and there was like an underground little aqueduct you could walk through to get underneath the road. And then on the other side of it, there was like a giant sewer grate. And one time I was like, oh, is that a raccoon? No, it was a rat. It was a rat the size of a raccoon. And the tail, you're right, was so thick and disgusting looking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there was always the mice in my house growing up. We lived in an old farmhouse. And I found a couple in my place when I moved in just recently. Sure. But uh, I never saw a rat before until I saw it scurry under their hot tub. And how much time we were spending in that hot tub while this little rat is hanging out below we never knew. It <laughs> had a whole you, you burrow need to, You need there. to call your buddy's hot tub the sinkhole from now on. <laughs> you just want to take a dip in the old sink, rat sinkhole? Also, never open your mouth in a communal hot tub. <laughs> that is very good advice. Uh, glad to hear this guy's doing okay, but I have a feeling he's uh, <laughs> going to look into getting his own car so he doesn't have to wait for the bus <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that lawsuit should help. We are doing ghost stories on the air this morning. If you've got a good one, you can call or text one 829 6546 That's 1-833-TAZ and Jim. Manny, our buddy in the Y108 studios, Hammer Manny wants to get the ball rolling here. You say you've got a good ghost story for us, Manny. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it's a pretty crazy one. I, I can't believe it happened to me, actually. But uh, So I was, I was on this dating app. Uh, it's called Hinge, and Hinge. I matched with this girl. Yeah, Hinge. It's 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 if you want more of like a, a serious like, kind of like not casual hooking up, more like a you know serious kind of thing. Like so a re- was, you're looking was, for a relationship, not a one night stand. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was on the app and uh, matched with this this girl. And we started talking, hit it off, and you know seemed like things were going well. So we went out for a date and uh the date went really well where'd you go what'd you do we went to uh, a coffee shop okay and uh we just got coffee and then we went and walked around uh like downtown lakeshore area and you know i I thought it went really well so you know after we, we we went our separate ways i texted her about a couple days later and you won't believe it, but she hasn't texted me back. <sighs> okay. <laughs> hold, hold on a second, Manny. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. This is not a ghost story. This is a story about you getting ghosted. Yeah, yeah. That's what you, you wanted a ghosted story, didn't you? No, a ghost story. Like a spooky, supernatural oh, presence. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh. You oh, misunderstood. I, may, I, I, I will maybe. I didn't explain it as well as I should have. No, uh, it's, we're leading up to Halloween. We're looking for ghost stories. <laughs> Millennials. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that the you thought the date went so well and then she never got back to you. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? You know, got ghosted and Halloween's <laughs> right around the corner, and so it's just everything just it was so coincidental uh-huh. i can't believe that you know this happened like right <laughs> around the corner from halloween you even waited the cool guy two day buffer zone text yeah yeah how yeah. many text messages do you send her before you give up and you just accept the fact that you've been ghosted manny uh, i don't know man I, I i sent her like like a couple and she hasn't messaged me back and i think it was the last time i sent her a text was monday at around like 12-ish 
like noonish, and uh, she has not texted me back. And so I haven't really pushed to try and yeah. figure out what's going on, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know what? It's a it's a ghosted situation. So you my know what you need now. You need to get story. back on that app, back on the dating app, and you got to find a ghosted buster. <laughs> oh, it's like a slump buster, oh. but it's, it's after you get ghosted, you got to get right back on the horse and and try and and go on a date with someone else. Okay, bud. I got to be honest with you, man. My finger is really sore from swiping right so many times. I don't know if I can. Uh, I need. I think I might need to take a break, Taz. I'm not sure. Well, you should be working your fingers out if you're going to be out there in the in the dating world. Okay. Ah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your wrist is sore. <laughs> it might be. Nope. <laughs> After getting ghosted. Okay, Manny, get out of here. How about this gas station in Hamilton, Jim? Mm-hmm. Not a good situation. Uh, an article from the Hamilton Spectator. A gas station drawing criticism after two of its tanks pumped out the wrong kind of fuel for nearly 24 hours last week. U-plus gas mistakenly filled a diesel pump with premium and a premium pump with diesel. Yeesh. So people are pulling up, and they think they're putting diesel in their vehicle. They're putting premium and vice versa. <laughs> That's brutal, especially if you have a diesel. Especially, and you think, premium cars that take premium, usually pretty nice cars. Mm-hmm. And diesel, a lot of work vehicles are diesel. So you're trying to get around, do your job, all of a sudden your car stops working, or your truck stops working, because mm-hmm. you have the wrong kind of gas in there. Customers say that uh, they kind of thought they were going crazy at first uh, because they complain. They're like, are you sure you use the right pump? And they, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I love the one story that's of a firsthand experience in the uh, in the spectator. There was a wife who uh, filled up the car and then got in an argument with her husband. And the husband was like, did you put diesel in there? And she's like, no, I didn't. I'm not an idiot. He's like, yeah, right. So she drags him back to the very gas station, uh, U+, and shows him. They fill up a jerry can, and they find out, of course, that it's the wrong type of fuel. And so how vindicated must she have felt? Because there's no way that husband believed her. No, not a chance. If my wife came home and she had put the wrong gas in the car, I, I hate to say it, but... I would have been a little suspicious. Did you go to the black pump or the yellow pump? <laughs> so I wonder what uh, what the gas station is on the hook for here because people are talking about having to spend $500 plus to get their tanks emptied. Yeah. Refilled. Go ahead. You're on with Taz and Jim. Chiming in on that fuel situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's going to end up being the carrier's fault. You'd think. Uh, well... And you'd think they've got some insurance going for something like that. Yeah, like, I used to haul fuel, and uh, it's a a very regulated industry. And, I mean, when, like, you go into a gas station, you know, I used to have a binder full of uh, site maps. You know, it tells you, oh, this is the, this tank, this tank, this tank, the size, the, uh, what the dip readings are supposed to be. Uh, as far as volumes and stuff like that. but So I mean, it shouldn't I, be that easy to make a mistake like that, putting the diesel in the premium and the premium in the in the diesel? No, as long as everything's set up properly, because I've been to places that the lids aren't color-coded, there's no tags on the tank covers, 
there's yeah. no there's no site map, so I'm going in there blind, right? I have no idea. Well, you know, and I'm going by the guy in the store telling me, oh yeah, this is the this is the diesel and this is the premium and this is how what size the tank is and all this kind of stuff, and you're just going by faith, right? Yeah, I've been driving it for long enough that. You know, we're we're at the bottom of the list, and we're the one that ones that get grabbed on, right? By all rights, I mean if all that, if all that in place and it was correct, then uh, yeah, it's gonna fall on the transport company that brought the fuel in, right? Hey, what's up? It's Taz and Jim. Well, I used to be a mechanic at a Volkswagen dealer, and it was common to see uh, diesel in a Jetta, right? Yeah. They would just assume people would assume that they took gasoline, and if you put if you put gasoline uh, in a diesel engine, it causes a lot of damage, especially in the modern engines. If you put diesel in a gasoline car, you pretty well drain it out and fill it with gas and away you go. But the repair bills for the other situation where you put gasoline in a diesel can be really, really expensive, like upwards of $10,000 of high-pressure pumps. and Got to bleed the lines. But one thing I wanted people to know is when I worked there, we were successful in insurance claims for it's an accident. Um so, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that are going to suffer through that situation trying to get paid for it. But, um, you know, call your insurance company. I'm not promising, but they uh, they often will help you out with that as, as it is an accident. So you don't, you don't go through the gas station to try and get your money back. You go through your own insurance company. Well, in that situation, you know, you could do either or. But we, we dealt with it a million times, and we were successful in putting it through as an insurance claim as an accident. Dentists are warning you not to super glue vampire teeth in your mouth and and post the video on TikTok. Oh my god. Apparently the vampire super glue challenge is something that's happening online right now. I, I sw- in some capacity. I, I swear these things are started by people who hate teenagers on TikTok. Make it up so that they'll do the dumbest things. Here's a dentist explaining why this is a bad idea. We understand definitely, you know, fangs are part of routine costumes, which is fine, but there are safe products commercially available over the counter that parents could use, such as denture adhesive. Denture adhesive is readily available in most retail pharmacies. There you go. That's a good tip for Halloween, actually. Oh, denture adhesive. Never thought of that. I, I had a friend who was a dentist. His dad was a dentist. He became a dentist eventually, but he always had the best costumes because his dad would make him like actual retainers with fake teeth on it. So all his costumes were dental related somehow? Well, you start, you do the fangs or you do like a crazy, you know, hillbilly teeth or you do some, but the teeth looked real because he was a dentist (laughs) and he made them look so good. Yeah. And, And the retainer would pop in your mouth, so it would look like... It would look like the real teeth. It'd be great to do a Freddie Mercury uh, teeth set. Oh, yeah. That's going to cost you extra, though. <laughs> it's a lot of teeth. <laughs> it's a lot of teeth. But there's another option. Instead of using super glue, you dum-dums. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. The next thing you know, you're 45 years old and you still have Dracula teeth. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.